today, Evan? Doing pretty good. This is awesome, man. I'm excited. Like I told you before, this is my first time ever doing a podcast. So, <laughs> so you don't really know I, what to expect. <laughs> I listen to them all the time. What's but, your? But I've never been on one. So, so what is your favorite podcast? Well, what is the go-to? Yeah, I used to listen to Rogan a lot. I still do, but it's kind of hit or miss now. Yeah. Um, I like Ed Milet. Never heard, heard of it. No. No, it's like a business personal development okay um, he's like a big big motivational speaker type of guy um owns a bunch of businesses um, and then i'll i'll just bounce around and look for stuff in the you know kind of the alternative health type of world okay jumping in cold stuff and <laughs> eating stuff people look at you and be like dude that's not normal it's like i, I, I don't want to be normal yeah no that that's a that's an awesome statement because most people want to be normal. <laughs> I, I, I have no interest in normal anymore. Mediocrity kills. Yeah. 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 Um, that's like, I always go, you want to be the crazy one. Like you want to be the person that's doing something that nobody else is doing and not to make it like to sound bad. But when you go out, are you, are you seeing what you want to be out there? Cause that's yeah. not, I don't see a whole lot of happy people and yeah, they're just thriving out there. Yeah. That's interesting because I was just having this conversation the other day with somebody and when I was younger, um, you know, we I was talking about like bullying and, and, and being in school and uh, how, you know, like there was always the popular people. They always kind of gravitated towards each other, but then the people who weren't part of that group would always like somehow find the the group of people that weren't accepted, the nerds or whatever it was. Yeah. Those people now, the people that I know that were nerds in school who like the popular people look down upon, all are successful now. They've somehow managed to become something. Whereas like a lot of the popular people I knew, they they're depressed, they're fat, they're overweight. They're just like, <laughs> they've, and it's sad because they've, they haven't done much with their life. And it, it makes me wonder if there's something in that developmental stage where they were too focused on like trying to please other people and be, just be popular in the moment. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I look back at people I know from like back in the day and the ones that are, like gone out and done their own crazy thing, started a business, started a restaurant, done stuff, you know, all on their own. That's, they didn't follow the, well, get the safe job. It's got the great mm. benefits and all, you know, right. That's not for everybody. No. Um, but the ones that I look at, they weren't the four point students and it's not saying don't go get good grades, but, <laughs> you know, but, but those are, it's almost like they had to go find their own way because they weren't going to be the ones with the, here's my resume that's awesome or my transcript from school so I can get into this right. awesome university. It's like, yeah, all right, you guys aren't going to let me in. Well, I'm going to plow through everybody then and make my own way. Right. There's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Absolutely. There, There's not opportunities. Well, okay, well, I'm going to make some then. And people yeah. are going to go, well, that's stupid. And you're going to be like, okay, in 10 years, it wasn't stupid anymore. What is it? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely, that. that is so true. I mean, you, you think about like some of the most top people like Elon Musk, we were talking about Teslas and how um, I, in my opinion, I know Travis, we had talked about Travis too. He's a huge Elon Musk fan. But like, I think about the things that he's accomplished in his lifetime and innovating and everything. And he's like a pioneer in everything he does. 
and it, it that just goes to show that like he's not worried about I'm, I'm trying to think of how I'm trying, try, trying to form my thoughts here. He's not worried about being the popular one. He's not worried about what other people think. He's just worried about doing what's best for him and the human race. He, so I don't know him super well, right? But obviously I've never met him or even talked to him. <laughs> kind of cool <laughs> if I did, but, um, but I remember listening to a, a show that he was on and he was like, they were talking about these tunnels they built in, la or whatever yeah las vegas it was las vegas Mm -hmm. and they were talking about it and they're like so how did you what did you get like how did you get them to do that and he's like well there's just dig permits (laughs) it's like what do you mean there's just dig permits and he's like well you just got to get a permit to dig a certain amount down under the ground wow what (laughs) that's all you had to do and he's like well that's what the laws were you just had to dig you just had to get a permit to dig that deep wow so that's just you know you just kind of like well i'm just gonna do it like most people right. are like, you're not gonna let me do that yeah like all right what's the rule say or the law we can just get a permit okay let's just do it then i think for a lot of people they limit themselves when when they're when they see a, a daunting task they just think oh, that's too much for me i won't do that whereas like there's so many not, not so many but there's a lot of people a lot of your innovators a lot of people like elon musk a lot of people like yourself who are just like no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a way to do it. Yeah. And and they just do it. They don't allow the things that pop up as obstacles to stop them from achieving their goals. Yeah. And you can't, you can't let other people like change your emotional state because they don't see your vision. Right. I mean, you know, if we go back and what, what's today, it's 2024. So let's go back 11 years when I started my first business. I called you know, all I do is banging phones. So I just banging <laughs> phone calls, cold calling 150 businesses every week. And I get this guy on the phone. I'm going to say his name. He's a great guy and he's got a good business in town. And, um, but he just laughed at me on the phone <laughs> and he was just like, that's never going to work. Wow. Nobody's ever going to. So I, I published magazine. Um, nobody's ever going to read that. Like, this is a stupid idea. Don't, don't even waste your time doing that. Wow. And I get off the phone. I'm like, what did he say? Dude, what if he's right? I'm like, no, forget that. I'm gonna do it anyways. So as soon as I I had enough advertisers on board, I called him back. And he's like, I actually got you written down to give you a call. He's like, I saw that. He's like, why don't you come in here? I think I'm gonna probably want to advertise in there. Wow. And I think he was with me for I mean, I had those magazines rolling from 14 to 20, 21, 22. Wow. So I think he was with me almost almost the entire time except for maybe the first three or four issues wow like you just stayed on it was like a what three- was the name of the magazine so my magazines were specific to neighborhoods okay so i published one in white hills lakes and oh, that's so white, crazy. white hills woods in east lansing and then i had another one in okamas in the hiawatha lake spring lake neighborhood okay um and then we had another one that we had launched right before covid that was for people that just bought a home over a certain dollar amount. It was like over 150,000 or something. And it got mailed to him. It was kind of like a new mover's guide. So uh, okay. you know, kind of things to do in Lance. Kind of like you said, the, the 517 page that Sarah yeah. does. Yeah. Um, it was kind of that in print um, that they got mailed to their house. And then we had ads and we had um, you know, restaurant things in there and just different things that you could do in the Lansing area that somebody, if they just moved here, 
would want to know. That's cool. Um, so yeah, and then the neighborhoods were just about the people that lived there. So, so did you sell the one in White Hills to somebody? So I didn't sell it. Um, okay. I do know the person that now runs it. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> but I don't know him. No, I know somebody that knows him. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he was an advertiser back in the day. Okay. Uh, probably within the first year or two, he was on board. He had a in mosquito company, oh. and he uh, I don't know, probably advertised for a couple of years, two, three years. Um, I think he got out of that business and then was doing some other stuff. And he reached out to me maybe a year and a half, two years ago. He was like, Hey man, can we just grab coffee? And I'd like to pick your brain. I think I want to, I think I want to get this rolling again, that what you had going. So, wow. um, I haven't even seen a physical copy of it because people that get it live there. Right. Um, right. but yeah, so I, I haven't talked to him in a, probably quite a few months, but so do you still own that business? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, those were franchises. Oh, okay. So the company was called N2 Publishing, and now it's called N2 Company because they've got a lot of different um, different types of magazines. So they rebranded the whole thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was that company's been in business for twenty years now. They have wow. magazines all over the United States. Wow. Uh, Realtor magazines, neighborhood like HOA magazines. Yeah. Um, New Mover magazines. They, I think they have some medical stuff. They. They're just always test marketing new stuff. And That's interesting because like, it seems like magazines would just kind of have kind of died a little it, bit. It, yeah. That's what, what, what I thought when I, so when I first saw it, we were, we were camping with some friends and she's telling us about this. I started this magazine in this neighborhood in Rockford. I'm like, <laughs> started a, a magazine <laughs> in a neighborhood in Rockford. And then I was, I was delivering packages at the time and I got a message in my inbox from like a monster or one of those career builders or something. And it said magazine publisher. And I was like, that's weird. So I clicked it and I sent it to her and she's like, yeah, this is what I do. Oh wow. You should do one in Lansing. <laughs> and, okay. So I, I, I kind of talked to her for a little bit and I walked in the door that day and I said to me, like, Hey, so I think I want to do that, that magazine thing that Jody's doing. She's like, are you being serious? I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right, then do it. Oh, Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was kind of my first, like, okay, so I'm going to do my own business. And wow. And then how did that take off? What was that like? Uh, it was extremely hard. It was, was probably it? the hardest thing I ever did was to start that first one. Really? Yeah. Cause you have nothing. So I'm like, like come in. I'm like, <laughs> after I've cold called 150 businesses, I've got 10 to 15 meetings that week. I'm coming in with a magazine from California. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm going through it. I'm like, see, and can you imagine that if you lived in this neighborhood and there were, there's a story about the pet that you saw down the road, like you'd be reading this. Oh and, my gosh. And I mean, you're just, you, and it's a black and white version of a magazine. That's, you know, I don't even know, right. five and a half hours away on an airplane. Right. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it sounds good, man. Why don't you just call me next week? Yeah, but you just call me, you know, just a lot of those. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, he's definitely doing it. And then it's like ghost, you know, you're never, you're never, never getting. So then you finally, like, finally hit the point where you're fed up with uh, just call me. So then you start like, well, what's holding you back? And then you start learning how to, how how to, to get rid it. of, uh, you know, objections and, and nail it down and, and let's do the deal today. Right. And then once I remember getting that first deal, I was like, oh like i'm i'm like shaking right in the contract it's it's five weeks into it and i've seen you know what 70 businesses at this point wow all nothing 
Wow. And the guy's like, oh, let's do it. I'll just do a three-year contract. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's going <laughs> to do it. I'm like, uh. And then the next one, I think I sold the next one for, like, the biggest contract. Maybe not the biggest ever, but, like, by far launching. And it was like, oh, my gosh, we got this thing rolling. Wow. And I think I closed eight in a row to finish it to, like, get it launched where we were in profit and ready to go. Wow. But, dude, it was, like really tough and i was delivering during the time oh so this God. is what i would do they i didn't tell the corporate company that i was doing the franchise that <laughs> i was doing it this way but <laughs> i would get up in the morning and leave the house at five o'clock in the morning get in my delivery vehicle after i and i would listen to sales presentations for like an hour wow. until i got to my first first delivery and then after that i had a sheet that my wife and i would do every single night of 40 to 60 businesses and I would cold call them in between every single stop with a Bluetooth <laughs> in my ear. And then if somebody was like, yeah, I could do next week at two o'clock. I like have my notepad over here. I'm like trying to write it down. Then when I'd stop, I get my calendar out and put it in oh there. I did that for August, September, October, November. I think I finally, I left that in no, end of November. So I did what three and a half, four months of, just banging wow. phone calls and then i'd get done and i'd fly back to mason shower dress up and then go do four or five appointments oh every afternoon God. just boom 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 and it was it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> do you think that was needed though like it was formative for you to be successful in future ventures and yeah 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 you got to learn that stuff like you got to get punched in the face you got to <laughs> um you know, if you're going to start something, you got to realize that most people aren't buying into it. Right. But you just got to find the right ones. Yeah. And then once you can, once you have something and you believe in it, and then you've got other people that believe in it, and then you can build a network and mm -hmm. you can start to meet people. That's when things get not, not easy to get a little bit easier. Right. Then you can use your network and people are, they trust you and then they're going to introduce you to other people that they know. Right. Um, that's how we've, that's how I've always done business here is just to get to know as many people as I can Yeah. and try to do the best job. I mean, not everybody loved advertising with me. I mean, right. I, right. I mean, it's advertising, right? Yeah. Um, but we had a really high renewal rate, especially in the advertising world. So oh. it was, you know, people either, liked what we were doing or they were getting results or, you know, they, they wanted to be a part of it. So, yeah. um, but getting to know people, I think you got to grind because nobody knows you. Yeah. Especially when you come out of nowhere. Right. And yeah. then once you get there, you got to do what you said you're going to do. <laughs> then you got to meet as many people <laughs> as you can. <laughs> That's kind of how it was for me when I started the podcast. Um, when I first started, I had the podcast studio out there on purpose because I knew that it would be difficult to get people into my home, <laughs> let alone to go into my basement yeah. to do the uh, podcast. Hey, you want to come it, over and go to my basement? <laughs> <laughs> I remember like the first couple of women that came, they would like walk, I'd walk down the stairs first and then I'd wait for them. And then they're just kind of like looking around, like what's going on here. <laughs> and they just see like a, a closed off area with curtains and they're like, Oh boy. But yeah, no, it's, you, you got to get it just, you, you have to get out there, build the trust and then build the network. And then once you do, people trust you and then they'll, they'll come back for your services. So like now for me, it's not even an issue. No, people, I don't, I don't even tell people it's in my basement. 
Yeah. No, I, I don't care. I don't like, think about it. I mean, we don't even know each other that well. Right. Like, we met a month and a half ago. Yeah. But you were yeah. with people that I know and trust. Right. And you're yep. just like, hey, you want to do the podcast? Heck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Never done one before. <laughs> but you're good at it. And maybe you should start one. <laughs> like I told you before we got on here, I'm, I can have conversations with people all day long. Yep. But this is weird because it's getting recorded. But so, you so mean, when I say something stupid, <laughs> it's there forever. If I say something, it's just you and I hanging out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. I can always deny it. <laughs> you can still deny it. That's true. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that's the thing, though. Like so many people get nervous with a podcast. And um, I just I, I guess I'm used to it because of, I, I'm always in front of the camera. But I just don't think about it. I don't even look at the cameras um i just feel like i'm in a conversation with you yeah it's it's something that you just have to get through the uncomfortable right right I and mean, just with with anything though yeah like you showed me your cold plunge out there and oh, i've got gosh. one in my house and it's like that's not awesome now no. i'm to the point where it's not awful <laughs> so it's not awful anymore like i, I can get in and stand there for four to five minutes and i'm fine yeah um but you just have to push through it. Like we were talking about social media people mm -hmm. that just have that camera in their face yep. all day long. Yeah. Dude, I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can, I can do it, but I haven't, you know? <laughs> right. We were talking about that with uh, my wife and um, she was on a call last week with somebody and they have a TikTok page. It's just blown up and it's like been great for their business. And she's like, you just need to take your phone Everywhere you go, record every place you go into, point out what businesses are doing great in accessibility and have your face on it. And it's just mm -hmm. all the time. And people will start to like, she's like, don't sell your business, make your page informative. People want to see right. it. They want it. Then they start to feel like they know you. And right. She's like, just, and she's like, oh, it's terrifying. I hate right? is This is your face online where anybody can see it. Right. But again, I mean, that that goes back to what we were saying. You just don't care. You just have to not care. You have to not care. Just put it out there and it is what it is. Yep. And if somebody likes it, fine. If they don't, fine. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, and, but it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. You know? It is hard, especially getting started because you're like thinking like, how how is this going to reflect my business? What are people going to think about it? But at the end of the day, I think people will respect it. Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, you look at, you know, I'm not going to repeat the words that Dana White uses, but like when you look at some of the things he says, he's just like, I don't care. And that's the thing about me is I just don't care what you think. Right. And you see it in his press conferences. Like Did somebody you... attacks him and he just is basically like, I'm not going to let you change me in like what this right. company is by attacking me. Right. And I'm not saying Dana's one way or the other, right or wrong or whatever, but he just has that. I don't care. I I'm going to do what I need to do. Right. I think that's important for uh, any business owner to just not care what other people think. Just do what you need to do in yep. order to be successful. Um, speaking of Dana White, did you see that he walked out of Howie Mandel's podcast? Dude, was that staged or was that real? I don't that know. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. He said, it I'm, was so awkward. He's like, I'm tired of doing podcasts. And I, I don't know if it was real or not. And if it is real, I don't know why he did it. I think it might have been the fact that Howie Mandel seemed odd. Like he was asking, like he was. How is a little? I, I know he's got some like quirky things, and he, I, but 
the whole thing was very like <laughs> he said i'm done doing podcasts i thought he was gonna be like this is my last one right that's what and i he's thought just like eh, forget you and then he just stood <laughs> up and walked <laughs> out <laughs> <He's gone. laughs> and howie mandel's like what the fuck <laughs> it, that was yeah i i didn't see the podcast but i saw a clip of it on like tiktok or something. yeah that's right Dude, and I, was I was like, like oh my is, gosh. He really just walked out on us. I mean, they're all just, and I thought maybe they did it as a stunt, but I also, I don't think Dana White cares about making a stunt. No, like, is he going to go, no. yeah, I'll come out there and sit in your studio and, <laughs> and pretend for a few minutes and then just get right. to walk out? No, no, I've got a million things to do. I'm not, right. I'm not flying out to do a. Yeah, he's a serious businessman. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. It's just, it's just weird though. It was a weird moment. It was. Because like you, you obviously went there to do the podcast. Why yeah. not just stick through it? I guess I don't know. He must have also had something that was just, yeah. you know, like some big fire somewhere at one of his companies or something. It just, yeah. And he just was like, I can't do this right now. Like I'm just done with these. Like I, I'm wasting so much time yeah. flying around talking on people's podcasts. Yep. I just can't do it anymore. I think that's and I'm uh, stopping right now. I think. <laughs> I think that's what's cool though about uh being like knowing your I guess your worth in a sense of like I don't need to do this, I don't have to do this, and I won't do it. And just getting up and leaving. There's something to that too. Yeah. And you know, what value you know, I've never listened to Howie Mandel's podcast, but what is the value of that podcast to people? You know, right. There's there's people that are making a huge difference with their podcasts, you know, like the Ed Milat, who you should look at, look it up. I think you'll I like it. Yeah. Um, the dude's making a huge difference in people's lives, like listening yeah. to his show. So he's bringing a ton of value is, is Howie Mandel show bringing people a ton of value or is it just more of an entertainment? Is it more of like a Howard Stern? Right. Yeah. Interview type of, I think there's like nothing a, wrong with that. It's but, like a comedy type of just yeah. fun, whatever kind of podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, is he going to sit on there and change people's lives? Right. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he just didn't think it was worth it. And yeah. Out of here. Yeah. I mean, especially when he can just go to Joe Rogan or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and reach millions, way more people. Right. I mean, I think they get like 11, 12 million downloads per episode which is insane which is so funny i just want one of those <laughs> when what kills me is when you when he gets on his tangents about the like the media it's so funny joe rogan yeah yeah because he'll just you just dogs him like <laughs> they had seven hundred and fifty thousand people on all their shows last night <laughs> he's like mine had 12 million downloads yesterday <laughs> like so you can say whatever you want but i'm right. dominating right now yeah, it's fun. I heard him say recently uh, something similar, but he was like, I could go on a live stream right now on Instagram and get more more people to watch than CNN yeah. got all week. <laughs> well, it's like, what? But it, it's so true. I mean, nobody's paying attention to the media at all. Even even like, unfortunately, but like even locally, I don't I don't know how many people pay attention to like the news. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's like, do more people tune into like news articles than than sit down and watch the news? Because nobody watches the news. I'd like to see demographics on that. I don't think, like, our age, we don't have time, right? Because we, like, I've got two kids, yeah, and we're at a practice or a game or we're lifting weights, or we're doing something, mm, right? All I, evening, every single every single night of the week, yeah. 
so i don't know maybe it's the 65 year olds that are it would their, have their kids be. are moved out and they've got grandkids but they're not over you know very often and right they are retired and they just want to see what's going on in in lansing so i i'd like to see those numbers but it, it's just the same with um it's like print media i mean who's yep. you know we we get the we get the newspaper because we have kids in sports so we like to stay up on mm -hmm. on top of that stuff but yep. i don't know when i've got a phone that i can just click a button and right. there, there it all is in three seconds yeah and that's another thing is uh people's attention spans um nobody's even for like podcasts like this nobody like it's hard to get people to sit through an hour podcast because it's a lot it's yeah. a long time um Whereas like if you clip something up, you can get thousands of views. Yep. Like I've put out little clips of episodes and thousands of views on TikTok, just on TikTok. I was like, what? Yeah, because everybody's attention span keeps going like this. Right. It's just that three seconds. Right. Three seconds. Three well, seconds. And then you get one that's like <laughs> five minutes. Like, <laughs> or you they like draw you in a little bit and you're like, all right. And then you're like a minute into it and you're like, this isn't going to give me anything. <laughs> it's just going to stop. So you just move on. Yep. Like you're just on the patience. You were, they had you sucked in and then you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> now you are, I, I don't know much about you and like your routine. I, I do know that you're pretty disciplined. Like you obviously do the cold plunge every single day, right? Every, every day. Mostly. Yeah. And uh, you work out. Yep. What is your daily routine? Like, do you work out before your day gets started? Yeah, I have to. Yeah. Um, so I get up, so I've been trying to get up a little bit later because I wear one of these aura rings. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these things? No, I haven't, but I've heard little, of them. like sensors and stuff in it. Okay. Um, I've had it for probably four years now, um, but it reads your activity and recovery and sleep and all this stuff. Okay. Um, my sleep is not awesome. And we still go to bed pretty good. Like I want to be in bed at 9, 9.30. Yeah, that's night. good. Um, but if you get up at, five o'clock a.m it's just not it's not ideal right um, so i've been trying to push it back a little bit but i usually just get up um right now i'm getting up at 5 45 i get up at 5 45 my 14 year old comes down at 5 50 goes right downstairs i go down with him he jumps in the cold plunge Oof. Boom. he's in and then he gets up and he goes up and gets ready for school um then i come up and i do some like reading and some journaling and stuff like that um, and then usually around 6.45, 7 o'clock, I go down, I get in the cold plunge. And sometimes I got to hit it with a hat or a axe or whatever to break into it in the winter. <laughs> I had to buy a heating element this winter because oh. there was so much ice, I couldn't even, there was like no water left. I seen the video yeah. or the photo you posted. It was so bad. <laughs> so I went up to Family Farm at home and got this heating element they use for like a farm. Right. So it doesn't freeze over. Um do that and then i go straight from the cold into my weight room that's in the basement and i do anywhere from 40 to an hour workout and i warm let my body warm up through that workout and then i have a, a sauna down there mm. and then i do 25 30 minutes in the sauna wow and that one's about 160 degrees okay so it's uh it's pretty uncomfortable for the last five minutes how long have you been doing that routine so I started doing cold stuff way before everybody else. <laughs> before it was cool. Before it was cool. <laughs> not like not like 20 years or anything. But um, I went to a conference in, I think it was 2017. And this guy got up and talked about choosing to do one thing every month for 12 months. that makes you super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. He was like, just take a cold shower. 
every single day for 12 or for for one month out of the year i was like i'm doing that for a full year so i did i didn't take a single warm shower for a full year whoa it was awful yeah because i almost terrible. think a cold shower is worse than just jumping it is in. worse because it's just yeah. kind of sporadic right. cold hitting you and then as you turn you get the cold shock it's, it's so over bad. and over and over again <laughs> so i did that back in 2017 and then i just started filling my bathtub up with the coldest water i could do and in the winter it was 48 degrees or something that's like cold that. so it was really cold so i started yeah. doing it back then um that's kind of how i got into doing that and then my wife bought the we've got that big stainless steel 150 gallon horse trough yeah it's uh, out on our walkout patio of the basement and we got that last christmas ish i want to say it was right after the holiday okay and i filled it up and i mean i i bet it i do it 90 i don't know five percent of the time wow like i didn't do it this morning right we got back late from soccer game had to get up early for a soccer game i was like dude i'm not cutting it short out but i might do it tonight right so right. sometimes we get in the hot tub at night and it's right next to the hot tub we oh, do cool. a little back and forth and that thing that's cool yeah. uh there's a place i think i told you about in grand rapids that you can do hot and cold therapy yeah. they have a sauna and then they have a cold plunge so you can go back and forth yeah it's pretty cool yeah i did it so um <clears throat> do you know adam goss no so uh goss is he works with dark bank okay um commercial side and goss and i went to the u club or not the u club um the mac okay went to the mac probably a couple months ago and we did it was so bad <laughs> We did the sauna for about 25 minutes. So we started with the hot, which I don't know if you've ever started with really hot for that long. And then you go directly into cold. No. Don't do it. I almost almost blacked out once in my house. I thought I was going to die. I had to crawl out of my tub. I went 25 minutes in my sauna into the cold tub upstairs, into the bathtub. And I blacked out. Kind of. I think my blood pressure dropped so fast. I had to crawl out of the tub. And I was like, dude i messed myself up <laughs> I, I did something really bad like i can't even raise my head oh my and i gosh. laid there for 15 minutes to like got Warm. my yep no, that was fine but we wow. did it there and we jumped into the cold and i was in there and i had to crawl out and sit <laughs> and then adam's like all right now we're getting in the steam room oh my god i had to walk with my hands on the wall because i thought i was gonna fall over <laughs> all the way there my my body was so weak but got in there did that for i don't know what do we do 20 25 minutes and we got wow. back into the cold again for another i don't know three to five minutes or whatever wow. it was it was it was brutal that's intense yeah that hot it, to cold you go cold to hot it's completely different yeah like, you go a long time in hot and then you, you literally have to be careful like you could you could black out right and die i mean you black out in the water you go underneath so yeah yeah you gotta be careful do you so do you do those things to try to push yourself or what what was the purpose of going that long what in the in in the hot in the cold with with uh goss yeah Uh, because he's insane and (laughs) that's what we're doing so of course i'm not gonna not do it (laughs) or the die in there i'm not gonna not do it Sorry, oh you God. can do it, Adam. I'll just be sitting out here waiting <laughs> for you. Forget that. No, I don't know. I That's knew it was going to be bad, but I did it anyway. That's so funny. You remind me so much of myself because I don't, I, I don't back down from things like that. No. If somebody's doing it, I'm like, I'm doing it too. If somebody does it or 
if somebody tells me I can't, mm. tell me I can't do it. How much prove you wrong? Now, now it's on. <laughs> I don't like being challenged. <laughs> That's why I don't work for anybody. Because mm. if I have to have somebody tell me what to do, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go <laughs> do the opposite thing every single time. <laughs> so how has your your routine, your morning routine, and you're working out. How how has that affected your 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 business and you being successful? Do you think it plays a, a pretty significant role? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can if you can do jumping in an ice tub at 33 degrees, like, dude, you that's can, cold. It's it's so cold. Or if you have to break four inches of ice to get into it, <laughs> just to get into something. Yeah, that I mean, makes if, you you could, if you can do that and you don't have to, like, you could easily just go. Right. I'm not doing this. Like yeah. nobody's gonna know. Right, right. Like nobody know, nobody's gonna know that I didn't do it today. <laughs> but if you can do that, like, does it you can call people on the phone, you can send cold emails, you can do uncomfortable. Yeah. That stuff's not even that uncomfortable anymore. No. So you just gotta like stretch yourself out. Somebody said it once, it's like a rubber band. So if you take a rubber band and it's like pretty tight, and the more you stretch it, then it then it's normal starts to be stretched a little bit. Right. You keep stretching it out and stretching yeah. it out and stretching it out. So I do it a lot for, for the mental part, but then there's all the health stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't have the list of things in front of me. Right. Some people be like, ah, that's garbage. That's all just made up. <laughs> like, I mean, you can keep saying that, but it helps. I feel awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel amazing, especially right afterwards. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think the, uh, the level of, mental difficulty like like when things seem hard it changes what's considered hard at least for me yeah like i mean like talking to people like sometimes like doing podcasts i'm just like man i don't want to like it just it's it just difficult sometimes it's difficult to like just have a conversation with people but like i feel like doing something that is inherently hard every single time consistently hard it's not ever easier like it's always difficult um, it get like my mental strength becomes easier. Like the ability to get into it is easier, but as, as far as like suffering through it, it changes what you're capable of. I think, I mean, look at anybody who's grown these massive businesses who've been super successful. That's yeah. all they ever say is do the uncomfortable stuff. Right. So if you want to get there, you need to be following what other people that have done to get there right like, yep. i never understand that when people are taking advice from somebody that <laughs> hasn't you know just try my buddy bill he said that that's not good for me not to be mean but bill's 350 don't take health advice yeah. from somebody who's not healthy right don't take yep. business advice from somebody who hasn't grown started and grown a business you mm -hmm. know um, not every path is the same, obviously. Like you can probably find somebody that says, Oh, I'd recommend doing it this way. But right. find people that are doing what you're trying to do yeah. and start doing that. Right. And maybe your path is a little bit different. Maybe yeah. you don't want to do the same exercises as, as, as Bobby. But if you start doing that, and then you can realize that, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy this, but maybe I should do this too or add this in. And right. Um, I think the trick is though is to learn. I was telling my wife this yesterday. I need to figure out how to write a book and I don't have any, <laughs> any background in psychology whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, how can you get people to start to enjoy doing the things that they need to do that will make them better? So you look at fitness or you know, let's just use fitness. Mm -hmm. Most people hate it. 
they hate it. Yeah. How are you going to keep doing that for 30 years if you hate it? Right. It's impossible. It's like the, yeah. the person that's going to eat healthy now. Yeah. They don't, they want, they want to stop at McDonald's. Yeah. And they're going to drive past 17 of them on the way home. Yeah. You've got to in, learn how to enjoy the process. looking forward to doing that. Yeah. And then you're going to be successful at it. Right. You have to. I think a lot of that comes with uh, moderation too, because like when a lot of people start working out, they just jump right in. Just go crazy. They go crazy and then they're like, they burn themselves out and they're like, I can't do this. And it's the same thing with dieting. People will start eating salads and it's like, dude, you have to like eat regular food too. Yeah. I mean, treat yourself every once in a while. Don't treat yourself every single day for every single meal. Yeah, you don't need a, <laughs> you don't need a cheat, cheat meal right before bed every single night. No, no. But, you know, it's it's not bad to have pizza every now and then. It's not bad to eat those things. But you also, like one thing I try to do is um, I work a, a, a job. So, you know, like I eat healthy at work every single day, no matter what. That's non-negotiable. So when I get out of work, maybe there's like a day or two where I eat something that's bad maybe i'll have burgers or something that's not bad for you it's not bad to do that every once in a while i've actually tried because i'm a i'm wired i think a little bit different than a lot of people i'm either turn the dial all the way to 100 or turn it off <laughs> oh, like there's yeah. no in between but i've gotten better that's how i am i'm too. like started to be able to find to be able to turn it down a little bit so i'm almost intentionally trying to have a cheat day or a cheat once every once a week or something like right i'll just get a but it's not like i'm eating an entire gallon of ice cream you know? <laughs> you're, like, not, you're not I'm having just, rock cheat meals yeah, I'm just doing like the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a whole this whole thing's full of pizza you know no. um but like almost intentionally trying to do that yeah i don't know i think i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of wired weird though because but i also am not gonna eat salad no, like I'm, just not, I'm not doing that. Well, like, it's not it's, healthy. No, like it's I've, not proven to be healthy whatsoever. You know, I could go down that thing, and I probably would need to turn this thing off. And get <laughs> mad, um, but <laughs> could go down the route of uh, what's healthy and what's not. But um, yeah, you just if I'm going to lose weight, so all I'm going to do is eat 200 calories with a lettuce and with dipped in ranch. Like, like it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not. It's not the way to do it. No, it's not. And you have to have whole foods. You have to have meat and protein. Yeah. Fat. Fat. I know. Yep. Have you ever done the carnivore diet? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you like it? I do. I always get to a weird, like I was telling my buddy this the other day. I can't find that perfect dial. Like it's, if I do carnivore. I get like so lean. Mm. I mean like six pack ripped lean, but then I get a little bit weaker. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, so I'm going to add some. Let's add some carbs back in. And I'm not like eating pasta or anything, but right. even if I throw in like some dark chocolate, you know, like 85% or higher, mm -hmm. and I'll have, you know, 40, 50 grams of that and increase my my carbon or my calories a little bit. It's like, and I start getting stronger, but then I get a little layer of fat <laughs> over here. And I'm like, can't I just do the stronger and keep it, <laughs> keep it lean? <laughs> I'm like, I can't ever get that balance. It's either I'm going to be, really lean but then get a little bit weaker i'm gonna get stronger that's but then funny. i'm gonna get a little bit chubby in my stomach. <laughs> oh that's so frustrating too but car carnivore i felt awesome <clears throat> yeah how long did you do it for are you still doing it uh i actually just restarted back today oh wow yeah wow. so i was like i'm gonna do it 
until another four or five weeks okay so, like i the longest i've ever done it man, i don't know maybe like six months wow i mean i got really lean yeah like you could see veins like everywhere it's kind of oh, wow. crazy wow but yeah yeah i did carnivore um for a while i don't even know how long it was and i trained for an ultra marathon Ooh. and that was a mistake yeah because you need carbs oh when you're running that your much. muscles are down to nothing yeah i mean i was still strong like i was lifting and running a lot but it, by i think my running suffered i got really injured um during not not during but like it just if i don't know i didn't wasn't really injured but like the the impact on everything was just i don't know it was it was bad but then when i trained for my last marathon i introduced carbs and i started eating like just chicken and rice yeah. all the time and i got really actually that's a picture from the marathon oh yeah um i got pretty cut there yeah and i was i was strong too i was lifting weights and and running a lot i think i think everybody's a little bit different too yeah i tried to do oh, i mean this was a long time ago um I'm going to say 2012 ish. I tried to do vegan for really six or nine months. Whoa. Dude, I got so weak. I felt terrible. Were and, you doing it healthy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like pizza. And I mean, it was all beans and lentils and, and chickpeas. And wow. I mean, I, I mean, I just felt terrible after what, what made you want to do vegan i don't know i was just i'm always the type of person i gotta try it on my own <laughs> like i'm not a the research says that right. this i'm like well that doesn't work because i can tell how i feel right if somebody yeah. tries to convince you that like <laughs> you're like well i feel awesome so i'm pretty sure this is the way it's supposed to be right exactly um, but yeah i i did it and i just i just ran out of gas i had wow. nothing and were you working out and everything yep. then too yep yep wow. i was just like um this is this isn't for me so I switched back to just, you know, I ate a lot of meat. Yeah. I wasn't doing carnivore back then. And that probably wasn't right. even, it wasn't, wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's been popular. What? Maybe five years yep. at the most. Yeah. Five, six years. Wow. But I've done, you know, vegetables mm -hmm. don't really make me feel awesome. I, like I, I get bloated. Yeah. They cause inflammation. Yep. yep. So I just don't eat very many of them. Yeah. People will freak out about that. You don't need to. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really eat vegetables. Uh, if I'm going to have some carbs, it'll be maybe some berries mm. or yeah. like some really high percentage dark chocolate. That's about it. I eat tons of eggs. Yep. Tons of chicken, tons of red meat. That's You're that's, a total meathead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do, though. But, but, awesome. then, but I feel better. Right. So why would why would I why go, would you change it yeah, up? Yeah, like no, you should eat this way. I'm like, but right. I don't feel as good. Right. I can, I have a personal experience that I can yeah. see how I feel. I don't, and I don't it, know why I would do that. Right. And and you experienced like a, a vegan diet, so you know that it wasn't beneficial for you. And maybe and, maybe you can pull it off. I, I mean, there's people that do, but you probably have to supplement like crazy. Yeah. And then like that's expensive, especially yeah. to get real supplements that your body can actually right. use right and not just like right through you and there's well, nothing absorbed and then you need to get blood work done and make sure everything everything's working properly <laughs> yeah it's a it's an issue and most of your vegans don't eat healthy not that i've experienced no 
but you see people that do it and they can pull it off yeah um and you see but different tired. you see different <laughs> you sleep all the time <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no I, I actually know somebody who is a vegan that's super healthy yeah and i actually they, know they do too. a ton of fitness stuff yeah and they work with people um but they probably have it so stinking dialed in for themselves right and i don't know i just it just doesn't work for me so no. i'm not doing it i think it also has a lot to do with like what you're doing what kind of activities you're doing like if you're weight weightlifting powerlifting doing those kind of things endurance based stuff um it's more than likely not going to be beneficial to eat a vegan diet unless yeah. you're supplementing and you have to su supplement tremendously yeah and and there's there's different reasons why people do it too right so you can get into that right um and people can do whatever they want. I don't really care what other people do. I don't care. I, I don't do care. what works for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care what other people do. No. That's fine. I mean, if you want to ask my opinion, I'll give it to you. But yeah. if you're doing awesome, keep doing, keep being awesome. You know? <laughs> Speaking of doing awesome. So your business, um, ever since I met you, you seem to be kind of making headway. Tell me a little bit about your business. It's called... A I'm so yeah. I'm kind of confused. But, <laughs> yeah. So you have able eyes and then able view. Yeah. What are what are the two different? Are they under the same umbrella? Nope. So two businesses. You're right. One is lies. Two words. Able eyes. Um. That was we started that business back in 2017. Uh, my wife Megan. Uh, this was all her idea. She uh she was a teacher for seven years and then she was a consultant for the school district um assistive tech coordinator and then she was an assistant principal wow. in a school in jackson and when she was in the classroom she had a um asd classroom so it was all children on the autism spectrum and she went to a conference in chicago uh many years ago and saw a virtual tour i was like oh my gosh this is the thing that could change the lives for families with kids on the spectrum that don't go to new places because megan loves to travel like if we had unlimited money mm -hmm. we would just be she would just want to explore everywhere in the world <laughs> like that's what she loves doing that's she cool. wants to go to new restaurants she wants to go to hawaii and then go to bali and i mean that was that's right. what she would want to do um but she was seeing that families with kids in her classroom weren't going to new places and it was because of there's some difficulties with transitions and going to new places. So what she would do in the classroom, if they were going to go on a field trip a couple of weeks before, they would put together a booklet that had pictures of the places that they were going to go to and um, it explain it to them and show them what, what to expect when they got there. She's like, this, this literally does that. Wow. And it could be for anything. It could be for a restaurant. It could be for a park. Wow. It could be for a zoo. It could any type of place that you could go to so she came back and didn't do anything with it um taught for more years went became an assistant principal and then in 2017 um i was at a a b and i group meeting and another business that i knew they were talking about virtual tours i was like oh my gosh this is it like megan needs to meet them um, so I ended up getting them connected and we ended up, she ended up doing this. She's like, let's do wow. it. So she left the the classroom or the, the administration 
2017 at the end of that summer and just went all in on it and um the other part of her her story is um in college one of her best friends jess was a wheelchair user and she lived with jess oh wow and so she had that firsthand experience in college that you can't just go to a place right like get dropped off by <laughs> some you know taxi right and then what if they couldn't get in so they had to know that they could get in at a place i mean they were at central michigan but it's raining and it's a or it's in january right you're just sitting outside waiting 40 minutes for a taxi to come back and meet you. so um so she had that experience with jess and jess unfortunately passed in 2015 i think it was um but those things helped like kind of kick her in the butt and like let's go so she launched the able eyes which is a virtual tour photography company um when we originally launched it we had a a map and it's still on the website but the website needs to get completely re redone and kind of refocus um but it had a map and what we did is all the virtual tours that we filmed went on there plus it was like a search platform so we found virtual tours in california and in colorado and florida and, and we were putting links to those on there so anybody from anywhere in the u.s could find a virtual tour oh wow on our website and then we also had what we call um what are the, uh how-to videos so we were having people submit how-to videos on how to tie your shoe and how to brush your teeth. And um, so families that were using our site to look at places could also show their kids how to, how to do some life skill stuff. Oh, cool. And I think that actually has done very well as far as uh, visitors, um, the, the how-to videos. Dri driving traffic. Yeah, I think, they, I think a lot of teachers use them. Okay. So show them to kids. Um, so... 17 until 2022 we were down in florida and it was kind of funny we were uh down miami beach five minutes you know who grant Card cardona is yeah yep. okay so yep. he lives right there yeah and we're at, a, we're at a buddy's place and we were talking about him so obviously facebook doesn't listen to us <laughs> um so ads are popping up you know yep um and he has this pitch petition and it's for tech companies. So Megan's like, should I do this? I'm like, yes, just do it. <laughs> like, what's the worst that happens? Right. They don't reply to you. Who cares? You don't know any of these people. Yeah. Whatever. So she uh, goes in and pitches Ableize. And she goes through and she like makes it through the three or four rounds of this thing. Does all the due diligence, all the fun attorney stuff. And then um, what at the end of the day they came up with, what's holding Ableize back from just scaling and growing all across the the u.s and the world well it's boots on the ground people filming so what could we do to make this company take off well what we decided to do is start a completely new company so able eyes is still a virtual tour photography company and we do it from the lens of accessibility so we want to show into restrooms we want to show entrances and ramps and how high how many high top and low top tables are in a, a restaurant and we want to show everything so people can get the get the experience right um but the new company is able view so think of yelp for accessibility information mm. so what we did is we started this the second company and businesses register on there and they have the ability to put links to their virtual tour. So that's still a part of it. Okay. But what we found is virtual tours aren't 
they're not super expensive, but they're not cheap, right? I mean, right. we we've got to go there, we've got to film, we've got to edit. There's there's a lot to it, so it's not just a hey, here's twenty nine bucks, you know, <laughs> you know. So right. you know, there's a lot of small small businesses that might not have the budget to have us come in and film, right? Um, but that's still an option on Ableview. And then what we did below it was we made it so maybe a business can't afford to have a virtual tour, but they can put 36 still photos on their profile with text information. So somebody can read about like, here's the accessible restroom. Here's what the entrance looks like. Here's the stall. So you can see where the, the handrails, like what side those are on. Um, you can see if there's a, like a family restroom. Um, so when when they're looking for this, would they go to that business's website or how does that work? Or would they go to your website? Yeah, so we, what we did is we took that map from Ableize and we moved uh -huh. it over to Ableview. Okay. So now there's a map on there and you could go to, and you could just type in Lansing, Michigan. Just type it in. in on yeah. your website? Yep, on okay. Ableview.com. It's A-B-L-E-V-U.com. And you could just go to the search type Lansing, Michigan. And I'm guessing... We have over 100 businesses on there in Lansing, probably, somewhere in there. Um, let's say you want to go to Potter Park. Mm -hmm. Click Potter Park Zoo's uh, profile. Yeah. And it boom, opens up. There's their logo, business description. Um, they do have virtual tours uh, on there. If you scroll down, go to keep going. And this is all getting, oh, right there, Explore Map. Click that. Yep, right there. Um, we're overhauling this to... And I'll tell you a little bit about that. As so well. this is nationwide then. Yeah. Yep. We're we're not doing anything internationally just yet. Um we the plan is to though. Um so we'll 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 have that in version two, maybe. Okay. Because we're we're going through the middle of a capital raise right now to take this to another level. So that's awesome. That's that's, a, that's <laughs> the next fun thing that we're doing. Um, but yeah, so you can you can see this is what we would call uh this is like a no code the internet's slow yeah it's fine sometimes when you get something streaming on there too kind of like we're doing the podcast um but it's a no code platform to keep the the money really cheap we wanted to be able to be able to test this okay get some data make sure that there's a market for this um before we really dive in and 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 put in some money so you can see so if you go to these are the businesses yeah so in michigan uh in the u.s there's oh, okay. there's usually a map that hasn't popped up that's on the left there that square that white square um but yeah if type into type in the search there in and do potter park zoo and you'll be able to see the theirs is probably one of the better better profiles on here so you don't go film every every business they take pictures and they'll upload them and then they in they insert all their um all their stats or whatever yeah their, they can put all information. their information yep so you can see here across the top okay they have those are the virtual tour links um those okay. blue ones yeah so if you click one you don't have to but it'll open up a virtual tour of the uh feline building um and then all these image sections are in here and there's six sections and you can put up to six photos in each each section and put a description for each one so essentially ableview is a database mm -hmm. for uh, businesses to be able to um showcase their accessibility for people with um yep 
disabilities disabilities so and what we wanted to do with it is we don't want to make so when i say it's like yelp there are no negative reviews in here what we (laughs) what we envision is a platform that celebrates the businesses that are willing to share the information that they have okay so what we found is a lot of businesses here hear the word accessibility or ada and all they think of is oh no i'm gonna have to put in this fifty thousand dollar elevator oh right and they just but what we what we want to do is have a platform where people can get the information that they're looking for so they can make the right decision right so maybe maybe a business isn't the right fit for somebody but at least they can look at it before they drive there get out of their car get to the front door and then realize ah i can't it's a good example beaches Mm, so they've got those um those rollout um, I don't even know what they call them. They, they put them on the beach. So a wheelchair user can go out onto the beach. So not, not all beaches have them. And right. I would say quite a few of them don't have them. You could spend three hours on a nice Saturday in the summer trying to find a beach mm-hmm. that has one of those. Wow. But if all the beaches were registered on here, somebody could just go, Holland, mm-hmm. Michigan, beach. Boom, here's the four beaches. Look at them really quick. Oh, that's the one we need to go to. They just save three hours. Wow. And... um so we've made it super affordable. It's it's twenty nine dollars a month or two ninety nine a year to register a business on here, and then they control wow. their their profile. Okay, so, so they can change stuff out as they want. So we always just say, hey, who controls your Google business profile or who runs your Facebook page? Mm-hmm. So when you guys change your hours in the winter, who gets on your Facebook page and changes the hours? We'll just have them do this. So they just log in. They have yep. this. Okay. Yep. So wow. there's an email login that they have. It kicks them a uh, a code into that email and then wow they log in and they see the backside of this and it's super easy it's like you're just filling in little little boxes text boxes and click here to upload and that's cool um, but version two is going to be so much easier so what we've run into is do you think you'll launch this as an app i don't know if we'll do an app i'm not really sure um i wish megan was sitting next to me to kind of this is her baby like this is what she does full time and i'm I'm kind of the able eyes virtual tour guy now. <laughs> um, so this is what she spends all her time on is, is able view. Okay. Um, I don't know what the plans are for an app. It might not be, you know, everybody's got so many apps now. Yeah. And it's like, you can just put the little link as long as it's, as long as it's a website that's, yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Accessible. Well, you- accessible, but it's, it's mobile friendly, I guess. Um, which all websites are now right. who's, who's making one that's not yeah i mean you could save it as an app yeah yeah um so yeah that's what that's what we're doing uh one of the things that we've one of the i guess it's not data but feedback we've gotten or that we found is it's pretty easy to do this to, to put your stuff on there but business owners are very busy right so we we've we're trying to figure out what's the best way to help these business owners when they register to get all that information on there quickly. So, you know, we're looking into AI. We are also looking at a program where we have people all over the place that are going into businesses and taking photos while they're there. Um, Megan's got lots of connections in, in the disability network. Wow. And um, there's a lot of people that are excited to go out and if they're at a restaurant, you know, take a few pictures and, add them to the profile and then they can hit a button and it'll submit it to the business owner who then sees it and goes, Oh, cool. Oh, all I have to do is hit 
approve it you right, know? right instead of them having to upload it and take the photos that's cool so we really want to make it so the profiles are fantastic and they've got all the information that people would be looking for um yeah but version two so we're in a yeah like i said we're in the middle of capital race for this right now and this is the first time we've ever done that wow so it's uh it's it's not easy yeah um but we've we've got investors and we're looking for more um, we're raising seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow! To, and we've got it all broken down by percentages of what's going to what and development for new website and marketing and cool. all the kind of stuff. So, so is it just you and your wife that do this? Yeah. So, um, we have a team that's also in partnership with us when we launched Ableview, and those guys are down in Florida. So she's got that team that she works with. So okay. she doesn't get on and do the website stuff like she just sends something through our channel and says hey this needs to be updated we need to do this and then they take care of it we've got like a, cool. a chief marketing officer that she works pretty closely with that um he's got a lot of good ideas on stuff megan's just kind of the i hate the word expert <laughs> there's so <laughs> many people who are like uh the expert right right but she's our expert on she knows she, so much like this has been her life for the last 25 years Oh, so she's the brains behind everything. And then we've got all these other people that are tech people and That's marketing cool. people and that she can lean on and ask questions and they can brainstorm. And right. Um, she's just kind of driving the ship with, we need to do this and we need to have this. And then they come up with, okay, well, how, how about if we do it this way or what if we do it? You know? So that's cool. She's got some smart people helping her. That's very cool. That, that is a, uh, I would assume very, very beneficial so cool yeah we're excited about it yeah i mean it's i like doing the virtual tours and that's it's cool right it's it, you're helping people it's it's a local business we, we kind of travel around michigan we'll do northern indiana and illinois or whatever but this could like have a massive impact yeah absolutely I mean, massive right and we envision this really really taking off do you guys have any competition or anything like that? Is there other people that do this? Well, there's there's a few companies out there. Um, I look at them though, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to be mean, but like, right. I just don't think that the model that they have is gonna is gonna be successful. Okay. Like a lot of it is, they have a website that they just think people are just gonna upload stuff to. Mm. And it's like, well, who who's gonna do who's that? Who's gonna do What's that? What's the benefit of doing it? Yeah, I mean, what? How do they know about you? Or how? Do, right. You know, how is there? There's no like sales team, or there's no affiliate marketing program, or there's no, you know, there's nothing out there driving it. Right. So right. You know, you look at. I found one one day, and it's been there for like four or five years, and it has like five profiles on it. <laughs> and it's like because they just think people are just gonna do it. Right. It's not gonna. Right. Nobody ever just built a website and let it just sit there. Right. Um, but there's some other companies that are doing some, I wouldn't say similar things to us, but I think that there's gonna be a lot of good partnerships with companies. There's a, there's a company that does um, accessible travel booking. Oh, cool. Um, we don't do bookings. So what we envision is once we grow and we're all over the place, just partner. That, yeah. We'll be a partner with them. Mm -hmm. We'll, you know, maybe there'll be some type of link on our website to, go to their website to you know the, there'll be partnerships and right um we have a partnership with the 
I don't know if they're the largest, but one of the largest virtual tour companies in the United States. Wow. We own a virtual tour company. Yeah. But we're also partnered with another virtual tour company. Wow. You know, if there's a bunch of stuff out in California, we want to get it done and we want to get it done right. So we're just going to yeah. reach out to them. They have a huge network Very of cool. photographers. So wow, there's tons of partnership things that we're working on. Um, but I think this eventually could be like the hub. And then you can get your accessibility information for, for the business that you're looking to go to. And then you could maybe, oh, I want to... I want some accessible clothing. Like maybe mm. we have a, a marketplace over there for that. And right. you know, it's just right. like, we've got ideas out there where, how, yeah. You know, um, Cause at the end of the day, a business has to make money yeah, or it won't exist. Right. I right. mean, we have to make money yeah. and it's a large market. One, one out of four people in the United States have a disability now, which is, that's a huge percentage, 25%. So like physical disability, physical or, or an invisible. Okay. So like autism okay. or um, anxiety or PTSD. Anxiety is considered a disability. Yeah, because there's there are people that are so anxious that they won't leave their their home. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there's varying levels of everything. Right. Um, but yeah. So if businesses don't start to take it seriously, at the end of the day, they're their bottom line is going to start to get hurt because that's a very high, high percentage. And I hate to talk money in this, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, a business has to make money. Right. And if they're not serving and taking care of their customers, they're going to start losing customers. Right. And so there's, there's a huge need for this in the world and we see it and we see where we're going, which is it's not easy to get there. Right. Well, I mean, you are an extremely motivated person. You don't <laughs> you don't take no for an answer. And that's the one thing you need to be successful is to the, the drive to not give up. And you have that. You have the discipline, you have the motivation, and the like you're inspired. That's the most important thing. You you should you should see my wife. I mean, this is this is her life. Like this is, is she just as disciplined in uh, like fitness and health and all that as well? She's, she's super fit and healthy. She's, yeah. she's dialed back a little bit. She doesn't go to <laughs> she's that. Not as she's crazy not hundred to zero. She doesn't <laughs> just go all the way up. Um, but yeah, she's, she's fitness every single day. Typically eats very healthy. Um, but yeah, she's, this is like what she was born to do wow. is to do this. So like she should be here. <laughs> should have her on. <laughs> I'll have her on. Um, but no, she's like, you, she's so passionate about it. That's awesome. Like it's, I, I think it's super cool. Cause I like helping people. Right. Like that's what I want to do is I want to yeah. like grow community and help people. And, yeah. um, but like, this is everything to her. This is everything. Wow. I mean, that's she awesome. works when you talk like starting a business is hard. Yeah. I bet she works 80 to 90 hours a week. Oh my gosh. Like the whole drive to soccer this morning. She was on her computer working the whole way. And wow. the whole way back. So every time we're in the vehicle going back and forth, the different stuff she's working. There's a lot of nights like, hey, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put the computer away and let's go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are the beautiful times though. Cause then when when it does fully get to where you want it to be, then you're like, wow, I remember the grind. I remember putting in those hours. We were talking about that at the beginning. Like you remember those moments that got you to the point where you're at, that got you to the dance. But that's what makes it awesome. Yeah. I so. think a lot of people want to skip that part. And then when they get there, it's like the person that wins the lottery. It's like super awesome for like 
a year until all their money's gone and they're just right. really like, just blew it on being crazy <laughs> it, but they didn't earn that right you know they don't have that satisfaction of looking back and going oh my gosh remember we had 25 dollars left in the bank that one time right and then we got another job and like, oh my gosh, we can buy food this week <laughs> because that's like what a lot of people go through yeah. and people don't see it because nobody goes around like, hey guys, <laughs> it's going, it's really tough right now and we just don't have any money. I see a lot of that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people tell you about it. <laughs> you, know, you just see it on social media. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's always like, how's business going? Going awesome. I mean, I would say it's going awesome. If I was like, well, I've only got $5 left. Right, right. If I don't get a new contract next week, we're in big trouble. <laughs> right. But you, people go through that. Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes it, like, when you look back, you're like, oh, that was awesome. Well, that's what builds you. That's what builds your your mental, I guess, strength, your ability to keep grinding, the ability to want to continue to be successful. Because you remember what got you there. You remember all the hard work that got you there. Like if you were just given like a billion dollars to start a business, you're not going to appreciate that. But, no, but if you had to work hard for those investors to want to invest in your business because they believe in what, what you're doing, your passion and your, your hard work and your ability to make something successful, then you're more than likely going to continue making that successful. How many people do you see that are, you know, born into some celebrity family? And some people are super awesome and they've done awesome things, but there's a lot of people that their lives are in ruins, right? Because they never had to experience struggle yeah. and they just, they just were comfortable all the time and, and they just don't know what to do with life. They have no mission or right. purpose or anything. They're just there and they've never had to go through anything hard and push through and. Yeah, um, I mean that's the 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 time Rogan was talking about. Just imagine there's a film crew following you around, filming your documentary of your life, like showing all the hard things, and like that's what's cool. Nobody would want to watch just a hey, here's a billion dollars, and right, you know, right, you just sit here. Yeah, that's not. I think it's important to, and we kind of kind of going back to like the whole fitness thing, but like be doing things that are hard. Cause like for me, my whole life has been hard. Like growing up was hard. Like I, I was in foster care, adopted all that. Like it was all hard. Um, a young adult trying to make it on my own. I moved out when I was 17, all hard, got a good job at GM making good money. Life becomes easier. Life's still slightly hard, but now my life is easy. As, as far as like money wise, like none of that is really a concern. So I have to now seek things that are hard. Yeah. I have to find things that will make my life harder. And like for one, the cold plunge every single day is hard. Like it, it's a fear. It's a, and that's one thing I've come to realize is like getting in that cold plunge is a daily fear because your body goes into flight or fight mode. You're like, am I going to not do this or am I going to do it? And every single day I do it, but like it's seeking those hard things that continue to push you forward in all your goals and ambitions. And it makes everything so much more worth it. And I think you also need to realize that like doing those hard things, hard is different for everybody. So, you know, some people are like, man, I had a really hard life. And then if you were like, Hey, jump in the car with me. And you drove down to grand Avenue and Detroit mm. And you're like, no, let's turn down this road here. 
you don't have anything hard. Right. You never had anything hard. Right. See that little kid right there? Yep. You, you know, I mean that 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 can be hard. Right. Um but I love the stories of seeing those people that have gone through like the really, really, really hard. Yep. And then become successful. I love those ones. I love those stories yeah. as well. And I but there's it, always a degree of heart. Like the hardest thing in somebody's life is the hardest thing in somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. So like if their Wi-Fi is not working today, <laughs> it's ridiculous and throwing stuff and you're mad, like your computer won't work. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody doesn't have a computer. Yeah. There's, <laughs> they don't, they don't have Wi-Fi, man. Right. You know, there's, so yeah. there's, there's all different sorts of hard. So, but it's good to push yourself into those spots. Yeah. So then when you do hit something that's a little bit more difficult, you've already, you know how to navigate it. You don't know how to go through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important part. That's an important thing to know that, you know, there's different levels of heart. Everybody's life is different. So that's, and that's something that I've come to realize when I did this, started doing the podcast. I'm like, man, my life sucked. Like, I, I thought, yeah. like, I, I mean, like, everybody I talked to is like, man, your life is like, like hard. Like, the things that you went through, like, was shitty. But then I sit down and I talk to other people who had like even shittier lives. Yeah. And I'm like, my life is nothing. <laughs> like, I'm doing great. You know, like, as far as like, like the things that I went through, like it, it didn't seem as bad. Yeah. You know, like I had a guy on who was shot five times, shot four times in the head and once in the chest and he lived and yeah. his life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was having coffee with uh, a buddy of mine. Um, I can call him a buddy. I think uh, I'm not going to say his name, but I think a lot of people know the story. Um, he, he saw his parents get murdered and then he was shot when he was a kid. Wow. And like, like, dude, that's like, this, this, like, I can't even like anything that I've had to go through is nor even yeah. in near that, you know? Right. And he runs a very successful business now and has a great family and has a bunch of kids and grandkids. And I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, I was like, dude, you like, that's, that's way more difficult than anything I've yeah. ever, ever experienced. I actually just heard about that guy's story uh, recently. Um. I went to uh, Ellie's place yeah. and they gave me a tour. Yeah. And um, I heard about that. I'm like, and I'm, what's interesting about this, I met that guy. I yeah. bought a bike from him. Really? Uh, yeah. Off a of Facebook marketplace. And then he offered me a job. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of just knew him. And uh, then they told me about it, about his story. And I was like, no way. I, n I never knew that about him, but he's such a nice guy. Oh yeah. And awesome it's, it, what's even crazy about this is a this is a common theme with a lot of people that have gone through things that have are difficult like that is they don't allow those moments to define them. They use them as motivation to for their success. They use it as motivation to try to be better and to not allow themselves to get in the same same place that, you know, they were. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think he he does he's done a lot for Ellie's place, which is a great yeah great organization. Yeah, that's an awesome place. I actually need to have um, them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I have to schedule that. But have you talked to Christine or Don? It was Don. Don gave me the tour, and yeah. then um, I'm, I'm talking. I'm in the middle of talking with them to have who's the director of the place, Christine. Christine. Yeah, she's going to come on the podcast, and then I'm thinking about going and doing like a like a video tour. Kind of like um, like a vlogger type of thing, like uh, of Ellie's place, because yeah. I think I think it just needs to be known, like what they do there, and it's a really cool facility. Yeah, if you do that, make sure you let me know because um, we have the virtual tour okay. of Ellie's place, and we can embed 
video and stuff into those tours. Oh, cool. So um, I know she was going to do some, just like some short intro videos and just some, some different stuff that we're going to put in there. Okay. But if that fits, we could, we can embed that stuff into the, into the virtual tour as well, which would be kind of cool. So it's in there. So anybody could just like be walking around and bloop, the little hotspot pops up and you click it and then you oh, can cool. go do that. Oh, cool. Yeah, you and I will have to talk about that because yeah. there, I, I, I have some other stuff too that I'm working on. Cool. But, uh, is there anything else? Do we even go in for like an hour and 16 minutes? Yeah. yeah. This is fun. Dude, I can talk forever. <laughs> once, once I, once I realized or once I forgot that we're, we're recording mm. and we're like out there. Right. I, <laughs> so much better. <laughs> yeah. You just don't even think about it. No, I don't think about it. Um, right now we don't have anybody watching, but people will go back and watch it yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, dude, this was a lot of fun. Um, I think there's a lot of, I think your business is going to be successful. I mean, you're making waves and in locally, I can see locally. And then, um, obviously there's a huge need for it nationally. Uh, especially with the the way technology is going and it's so advanced now. And I feel like, especially for small businesses, they're kind of behind the eight ball on like the advancement of everything. Yeah, for sure. And this would be one way to advance their business, to open it up to a, a whole different, whole new diff demographic. Well, and here, here's one more thing to think about. So when I say one of four has a disability, so let's say you own a restaurant, you, you don't just lose that one person you also lose the six people that were eating with them mm, yeah so i mean businesses got to think about it like how can we serve all of our customers and make them all super comfortable but at the end of the day it's a business and they're trying to make money so i think smart businesses are thinking like these are the types of things i need to be doing or i'm going to start turning away right. a large percentage of the population right. which then you're not going to make money and then you don't stay open anymore. Right. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a huge need. And um, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're in a group of people and you're trying to take somebody out in a wheelchair who, you know, you want to celebrate something yeah. with a family and you can't go to a restaurant because they can't get a wheelchair through the door yeah, or whatever. Um, you're not going to go to that place. Yep. Megan said, they probably would go to four the four or five same places when they're at Central when uh, she was with Jess. Wow. Because those were the ones they knew that they could get into and they were comfortable in. Right. Now, if they could have seen a bunch of other places, they probably would have went to different places, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. But they just didn't. Wow. Yeah, and that's something you don't think about. Like being somebody that, I guess, is able-bodied. Yeah. Or where you don't have to think about, like, what what the environment's going to be like. I don't think about those things when I go places, but there's a large amount of people that do have to think about that. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's simple things too. It's like, how high is the paper towel dispenser? You know, if it's, yeah. if it's too it high sense. and somebody is a wheelchair user, they might not be able to reach the paper towel. And it's like so easy. It's like, Oh, Okay. We're just gonna move this. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, right. it's probably like two screws in the wall. Right. But, and it's not that they're doing it intentionally at all. Yeah. They just, yeah. they didn't think about it. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things we want to do is have it as a almost an educational thing for people. It's like there's a lot of like super simple things that don't cost you anything. Right. You could move the trash can, and it makes it 
more accessible for someone. Do you think it would be beneficial for you guys to like offer some sort of like educational, like the do's and don'ts for like disabilities? Like people like, how, like if you like if a business came to you and they're like, Hey, we want you to like add, we want to have our services on your website, but can you show us like yep. what we need to do? Do you guys offer some sort of educational yep. Yep. program? Megan's done, uh, she does like consulting or she does talks for associations where she'll do 20 things to make your business more accessible that are all very simple things that probably don't cost money or cost very little money. You know, I mean, she's yeah. not saying like blow the wall out and do this <laughs> thing. I mean, it's very right. practical things. Um, she's doing a, I think she's doing a consultation for a hotel here soon. Where they asked her to come and walk around with her with wow. them and say hey what can we do because she did it she did one for oh man i hope i don't mess this up it was either it was either the new hyatt or the new ac marriott the two that are next to each other okay um, In east lansing yeah the university right yeah. there where like toscana is and yeah um she did it for one of the two I, they're owned by the same company so i guess I, i'm not really <laughs> but, but she did it for one of those two um this last fall okay we did kind of some consulting for them and then she's supposed to do another one coming up soon so i think that's going to be a new type of thing that she's looking at is maybe doing some local consulting on for for businesses that want to have her come in and just give some that's cool some tips and pointers and some ideas that yeah. they could do to implement that are pretty straightforward and easy um that they could literally do within like today right just do it today right just let's move that thing or, right yeah yeah i mean because you don't think about like the different things that like you said the paper towel thing you wouldn't have thought about like, you don't i don't think about that mm -mm. or how far is the soap dispenser right you know right yeah yeah i mean and the bathroom is a, probably one of the biggest things yeah so being that, able to access a bathroom that's one thing that we when megan first started doing the virtual tours with ableize is is she looked at other companies they typically don't go into the bathroom. Now I'm not saying that nobody does, but they usually stop there. <laughs> nobody we, wants to see it. We go in. Okay. Um, I carry door stops with me and I prop doors and boom, I go in and I open up the stalls and we go into the stall. So you can see, you can see all that stuff. You can see what the, um, what the sink situation looks like and you can see where the hand dryer is or the paper towel. And so people can just make their own decision. Wow. How long does it take you to go through and do a virtual tour of a place? Shortest I've ever done is probably 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And then what's the largest? I would say the largest is the Detroit Zoo. Oh my gosh. So, and that's only two thirds done. So they are still doing construction on over by where the wolves are outside. Um, so there's still another phase that needs to be done there. I'm going to say the zoo. I bet I was on site for three, four full days. Wow. I've got over 800 panoramic photos. So each, how virtual tour is, it's a bunch of panoramic photos stitched together. Okay. So I think I've got over 800 and some panoramic photos. Wow. All over the zoo. And then you have to stitch those all together. Wow. That's a lot of work. So you, you almost have to remember like step for step. So you have to be, like, you have to be very, um, with a tour that large, you got to really break it down into chunks. 
So you're going to stitch maybe this one little building and you're just going to move 15 panoramas over and you're going to put those together. And then you're going to find the next 15. Wow. So you want to do everything in order. Yep. And then when you upload, you're trying to keep everything very straight. And like, cause if you get off and you don't know where you're at, right. I mean, you could be on a path and connect the wrong path to it oh. and you wouldn't even know it. It's like a terrible puzzle. <laughs> Especially there too. Cause it's not straight. Nothing straight right. and 90 degree angles. You're like, walking on curves and over and then through trees and wow yeah it's uh that i bet i had there's a lot of time into that one that's just back on the computer too doing the editing is is crazy how long does it take you to edit something generally it depends i mean it really depends on the size of the place um I bet I have well over 40 hours just stitching photos, trying to stitch photos together, Oof. plus another week or so on site. And then, then you got to walk through it again and then you're doing edits still to it. I mean, it's so what is the typical turnaround rate? Like if a business were to hire you tomorrow, what, what is the typical turnaround rate? We usually tell them a couple weeks. Um, now we have a customer in Michigan State that is a uh, it's the uh, lookout gallery. It's an art gallery. And they have a show coming up. And they're like, all right, we open on May 15th. We'd like to have this done as soon as possible so we can have it on the website. Because they, they have it ready the morning of. And then I think they open it up maybe that evening. Whoa. So it's like, okay, what time do you have it ready? Let me come in and get that done. I'll put that one to the front of the list and get it done. Most of the right. time there isn't anything that's super hot. Right. You know, when I'm filming stuff, they haven't had one done anyways, and they've been open for 50 years. So what's the difference between me taking, giving it to you tomorrow or next week? Right. Um, but it just depends on how many we have in, in the queue too. I mean, right. how, many, that makes sense. how many do we have going? We've got a, a large one at Michigan state coming up. That'll, it'll take, take a significant amount of time. I did five buildings at central Michigan over christmas break wow i was up there for a week and then we're still not i think we have two of the two of the five approved i'm still waiting on three of them to do you plan on hiring anybody uh i will once we are to the point where we need to yeah that's one thing i learned in my magazine business is don't hire until you're like i can't i can't keep up with everything right right that makes sense yeah yeah um but yeah i we'll have to bring people in at some point i'm sure yeah hiring's uh, then we could i could talk about hiring for <laughs> how much time we got here <laughs> we have all the time in the yeah. world really but it's yeah hiring is a is a different beast um especially with this because it's pretty like it's skill based when there's never many people doing it so it's not like you're gonna you might be able to find people probably what you want to do is you want to find somebody through like uh one of those virtual somebody that's done this before right you know they could right. be they could be in california yeah and i can just give them access to the tour and they could get in and and edit it so you probably want to find yep. somebody that's already trained that makes sense yeah how did you get trained to do this i kind of tell myself megan showed me and then i just like failed and kept, <laughs> <laughs> i got mad at it <laughs> and just kept doing it until i'm i'm actually pretty good at it now yeah um yeah i i went in and reevaluated our pricing for 24 actually and i was like i'm a lot better at this now so you're more efficient yeah i'm way more efficient so i actually was able to lower the prices a little bit 
which most people are doing it the other way. Like right. the prices are going up. Right. I'm like, dude, I'm so much better at this. Like there's, I don't need to charge this much to do it because I can do this so much faster now. So wow. I'm trying my best to keep the prices as fair and, as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where did you get your skill set from? Did you go to college? Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? I went to Elmo. Okay. Yeah. I think all, I think my skill set all comes from athletics. Really? Just learning to just battle and fight. And um, I played soccer at Mason High School, and it's one of the best programs in the state. And I won a state championship there and just, like, had a coach that was a, like, if I tell you to run through that brick wall, you're going to run through the brick wall. And we're all like, we're running through the brick wall. (laughs) He, like, like brainwashed us into just, like, let's go. And that's just, I I think I learned a lot from from just playing for people that didn't accept anything less than you're just going to fly through that wall. Yeah. Like, that's. I think when he had his Hall of Fame speech, he was talking about, he's like, you know, we didn't have the most talented kids. He's like, but we had kids that if I said run run through that wall, they'd look at me and go, how big of a hole do you want in it? <laughs> just, I think it's just a grind mentality. Yeah. You know? I mean, I that's we, we were not the best team that won the state championship. Well, we were the team that was like, dude, you're not going to beat us. Like, I will dive face first <laughs> to stop you from shooting the ball just like pure what, grit yeah like whatever it takes like a ball comes in i'm taking 15 people into the net <laughs> like everybody's coming the ball's coming we're all going in like whatever and if it's a foul i'm doing it again the next time until it's not called like right we're, we're right. gonna score that's something that i think is missing from today's generation is that grit the the ability to well for one having somebody in your life like that who's just like i'm not going to accept anything other than uh, like a high performing I, I want a high performance from you yeah having somebody who expects a lot from you teaches you a lot and and then having that whole experience i mean you can i mean obviously like you had said you use that in your daily in your daily ambitions and everything yeah you just have that i know that i can win right because i've done it when i shouldn't have and what's the worst that's going to happen yeah who cares right but you also gotta get rid of the who cares what anybody thinks right exactly which is hard but yeah if somebody what's the 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 quote somebody said is uh somebody what is it somebody that's doing better than you something along the lines of people that are doing better than you will never criticize you it's true you know like Somebody that's that's crushing it isn't gonna come to you and be like, "Hey, that's stupid what you're doing." Like, right? They're not gonna do that. No, no. If anything, they'll offer advice. Yeah, and be like, "Hey, I recommend you do it this way." Yeah, or yeah. they're gonna like see that, like, "Hey, you're on the right path. Let's go, dude." Right. Like, keep going. Yeah. Like, who cares what everybody else tells you? They're yeah. they're all sitting at home on Netflix. <laughs> 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 it's so true. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that before the podcast is, you know, the haters, the people that put negative comments on things, the people that talk negatively on social media. Those are all people. And th- this is actually I want to talk about this because there's a girl that I've had on the podcast. Her name's Autumn- Cramp. <laughs> Her name's Autumn Clifford, and she does a podcast. It's called um, she just rebranded. It's called um, she's an asset. But I met her at a like a motivational speaking event um, a couple of years ago in chicago and um 
she apparently last year started getting bullied like tremendously on social media. Mm. Like she's a she's a cop that had gotten injured on the job and so she had to like was forced into like retirement. And so now she starts her she started her own coaching business. She's like a I think she coaches like people professionally, like for their businesses and whatnot. And then she teaches people martial arts and self-defense. Are you all right? Yeah, I got like an ab. <laughs> You just stand up and uh, some salt or something. Stretch out here a little bit. Done stretches before the podcast, I guess. <laughs> and uh, she had posted something on social media the other day about how people were um, bullying her, and it was like one of the most horrific things she had experienced. People were like making up lies, and and one thing I had met, I had commented on her post, and I had said, you know, you're doing great for one, for two. Those are all people who are losers. Those are people who have nothing else to do they're bored and they are just looking to just entertain themselves that's literally all it is they're people that are unsuccessful and unhappy with their life yeah and it's not it's not the word loser like i'm making fun of you like no you're a loser it's like they're not doing anything exactly and their their whole life is to find people and attack them right and like try to take their joy away from their life because it makes them in some way happier which it doesn't but but i think that they've done studies on like the dopamine and stuff that like people get addicted to being nasty and it gives them the same like reaction or the feel of being happy right that's why you just see this like nastiness online yeah it's like they don't people that aren't happy are like i still got to get that rush somehow so just scream at people and it's like what what are you doing like yeah it doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, I guess we're like fortunate enough to where like, I mean, Facebook was a thing when I was in high school, like towards the end. Um, but I never really had to worry about like bullying on oh, social media. Yeah. And now it's, it's horrific. Well, the kids but, can't, if the, if a kid has a bad day at school, they used to be able to just go home, shake it off. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you just go home. I mean, maybe, maybe that's not awesome, but it's, it's better than going home. And nowadays you get home and you open up your phone and, now the kids sending messages over there or like making fun of you on there and it's right like, and that's what the kids are doing is they're sitting on there yeah. so it's just 24 7 just nasty they just can't get away from it right yeah have you ever listened to or read jonathan hates book about that Mm-mm. that's a good book um what's it called it's called the coddling of the american mind mm-hmm. uh he uh, travis and i had a conversation about this travis doesn't necessarily agree with jonathan hate but I do. I think Jonathan Haidt has a really good point. Right around, I think it was 2010, like whenever Facebook became a thing and iPhones, like the rise of iPhones and Facebook um, is when depression and suicide in young girls started taking place. Uh, Like just really ramping up. Ramped up. Yeah. And they attributed that to bullying online and how girls internalized that and ended up committing suicide more often. Um, and I don't remember where I was going with that. That's a problem with podcasts. Sometimes I just lose my train of thought. Well, we were talking about the the book and then um, how social media kids can't escape. Right. So, and so they're, you know, they go home and they're still getting bullied. They can't yeah. get away from, get away from those people. Yeah. And then, so that right around that time is when all that started ramping up. And I don't know. I don't know how you mitigate that. Like as a parent, like how do you, I mean, you, you should know, you have like, a 15 year old like how do you manage that we have 14 and 17 um 17 wow yeah i don't don't know uh i don't have an answer for that 
Do you put limitations on social media? No. But your kids do hard things. Your your son is obviously pretty confident in himself. He he is in wrestling. Yeah. And he does the cold plunge. He's he's probably he, he might be works out. He he might be crazier. Like people <laughs> the dude's a lunatic. Let's just be honest. I mean, he gets up and gets in the cold plunge at 14 years old when it's zero degrees outside. Oh my gosh. And then he goes upstairs and gets ready for school, goes to school. He'll go to wrestling practice, come home. I've seen him do three workouts in an evening. Oh, like where he's lifted, done wrestling, and then did speed and agility at like a different place. I mean, wow. he's just, he's insane. A kid, but he wants to be successful. Right. Like that's, he, he went from, so this is only his third year wrestling. He wrestled in fourth grade, took fifth, sixth off. It was like the COVID stuff. And he's like, I'm not wrestling with a mask and stuff like that. Um, started back in seventh grade. And let's just be honest, he kind of got whooped a little bit. Dude, he came back and he's beaten kids and whooped them. <laughs> that, he, that whooped him a year ago. Wow. And he's lost matches because he's wrestling some really good kids. Um, but like I told him, I'm like, dude, you're going the distance with some of these kids and, and you're losing. Mm -hmm. But that kid would have pinned you in 10 seconds last year. Wow. 10 seconds. Wow. And he just like, he'll come back from, I mean, he's got scars all over him. He's got bruises. <laughs> We went over to a friend's house a couple months ago and he's lifting when we left the house. <laughs> we got home two and a half hours later and I can hear the metal downstairs hanging <laughs> together. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I challenged myself. I was going to work out until you got home no matter how long you were gone. Oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> You're a psychopath. <laughs> he is. Yep. Yep. So that kid's, that kid's crazy. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like he's just pretty mentally strong um and the other the other one colin i don't know i don't think that he i don't think he has any issues that we've seen I, I, you know he's do you he, think he's he's a he's a pretty successful kid he's been an all-state football player as a kicker a soccer player he's all state um he's he's had a he's, he's had a pretty good group of friends um i haven't seen anything that not yeah. to not to say that there aren't right issues and stuff like that we're pretty good at being really open with the kids and i think that they come to us and tell us stuff sometimes that you're just like man most kids wouldn't tell their parents that right but they just feel pretty comfortable telling us stuff so that's cool that's important um, but we haven't really done anything so i don't know i mean we do have megan has an app that she can see everything that's on their social media stuff so she can oh, well. just literally be like i'm in their instagram account right now oh um so they know that that's there right but i don't know it just i was just curious to know like if their their habits their um they're working out because like I, I know like for me like working out and cold plunging all that stuff helps me like mentally and helps me just kind of brush off most things like it it, it makes me as stronger as a person yeah um, it's kind of the foundation of who I am. I was just curious to know how that affects a young person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, Carter's the one doing all that crazy stuff. He doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of issues. I think the more busy you are too, and the more things you're focused on, you just don't care about other stuff. Right. And I know Colin said that, like our older one, like something will happen with, you know, let's just say so a friend or something. There's something happened with something. He's like, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> like, I don't got time for that. You shit. don't care. He's like, I don't care. Oh, 
I mean, he's he's got to go to practice next. <laughs> he's right. gotta, then he's got to go to workout, and then he's got another practice, and then he's got to do this. And so I don't know. I think the more busy you are, the less you care about little right. things. Where if you don't have anything going on, yeah, that's and you, you just like stew on it, and it's right. just in your brain, and it just gets stuck there. And yeah, then you make up a story that wasn't even real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then that's how you end up bullying people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I wish I, I wish I had like a good answer on that. I don't know. I've listened to some of these podcasts with people, and people are all over the place. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing. It can actually be a good thing. I think the social media stuff, like Carter, the youngest one, is always showing me he's a huge David Goggins guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's so funny. He's like all the time. Hey, look at this one. Look at this one. <laughs> and I'm dying laughing. Um, so he's very uses it as a positive thing. Right. So you yeah. can, I mean, you can definitely use it as a good thing. Yeah. But I would guess that majority of people don't. I think, I mean, yeah, majority of people don't. That's the problem. The the thing is though, you can use it for positive oh. because I mean it's Heck all yeah. it's all algorithm based. So, yeah. you know, if you're looking up things like David Goggins or like Inf like motivational videos jocko yeah or whatever then you're gonna see those kind of things and then you're gonna be like i'm gonna get after it too because of them yeah um and whereas like if you're just seeing you know whatever the people freaking out on people beating people up in the streets and yeah. picking on homeless people like of course like that's what you're going to start seeing and you're more than likely going to start implementing those things as a young person yeah and i think that it changes how they see the world too yeah so if you just see that like the algorithm kicking you out that stuff well then you think sure that's happening but there's also eight billion people right so i mean yeah, yeah i mean that that and it's horrible if that happened to somebody but yeah. that's not happening everywhere i've never seen that no and i'm like hey no. just shut it off look around have you ever seen that right now it doesn't mean we don't go okay how can we make things better and try to help people but Right. That's not what's happening everywhere. No, it's not. No, it's not. But your algorithm is trying to tell you that it's happening right. everywhere and everything's on fire right now. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to, you know, to kind of grasp onto those kind of things, the motivating things, the things that make you better as a person. And I, that's what I, that's what I try to do, I guess, with like my content is to just try to make a positive change in the world whether you know it's like a lot of people will give me crap for posting like my workouts or my cold plunging on in my community group but i'm like i don't do it for me honestly no. i don't i do it because i have so many people that reach out and say that's inspiring that's because of me getting in that cold plunge a friend of mine takes a cold shower every single day yep so and they don't see that though no so they send you like hey, why are you posting that dude like you just trying to make yourself look cool or something you're like no Dude, you don't know how many people have reached out, but I don't say yep. that because I'm not doing it for the attention. But like, right. dude, I get this like not it's not like overwhelming, like I'm changing millions of people's lives. But no, I was talking to somebody this week. They're like, oh, my gosh, I just got a cold plunge after watching your stuff. And they're like, <laughs> I'll get a message. Like somebody will just text me out of the blue and be like, hey, man, dude, I love your I love that quote that you put on there this morning. Yeah. And it's like yeah. even if one person's like let's go today. Like, right. I'm going to be awesome today. Right. Then that was worth it. I don't absolutely I don't care what the other 2,500 people. It doesn't think. matter. Like, I don't care. No, it doesn't matter. And if that makes you mad, like <laughs> just hit the block button, dude. Right. Like, don't follow it. Don't. Un unfollow. Like it's, it's pretty easy. Right. You control it. Right. 
the, there's an off button on the TV. You can change the channel. <laughs> there's an unfollow button. Like just just remove it. Don't yeah. don't let don't let positive people make you mad. And the thing is, too, what's funny about that is the, the only reason why you're mad about somebody being positive is because you're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason. No. Your buddy that got up at 5 a.m. and went on a 15-mile run and then lifted, didn't look at that and go, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, Evan, we're an hour and 45 minutes into this thing. Perfect. This is, this is a lot of fun. We sh we will definitely do this again. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I love doing the podcast and I love meeting people that are also like-minded. Um, I, I feel like we're pretty similar in a lot of things um, with our ideas and our um, our just our habits and everything. So it's pretty cool to bond. But um, yeah, so is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? No, just thanks for having me. It was super fun. First podcast, now it's done. Absolutely. Now, uh, now I'm comfortable and... Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I always tell everybody it takes an hour to feel comfortable on the podcast. And then anything past that is just like, you're just chilling. Yeah. That's seriously what it is. Like it, we probably should have gotten food or something before this for an hour and then, and then do a podcast because then that's when it gets good. But no, it's awesome. Appreciate it. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, website and everything that will be in the show notes. So cool. social media, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yep. Thank you. See you, everybody.